Welcome to It's Personal Finance Canada. I'm Christine Conway. And I'm Cameron Conway. And this podcast is a very personal look at personal finance in Canada. Welcome to It's Personal Finance Canada. I'm Christine Conway, here with Cameron Conway, and this is our last episode for 2022. Yay! Bah humbug! Oh no, you brought up the bah humbug at the end of the year? Well, it's because it's Christmas time. We're business owners, isn't that how we're supposed to behave? Actually, isn't this the best time of year for uh, shop owners and shareholders? Maybe not the uh, the retail workers, but this is the time of year that makes it all viable for a lot of people. Yes, it's the time of mass and crazy spending, tax loss selling, wink wink to last week's episode, and the big rush to get all of your Christmas shopping done before Christmas, which as I'm looking at the calendar, I realize is exactly seven days from now, on next Sunday. I like to call it Santonomics, but as you roll your eyes at me, I know that that doesn't necessarily resonate with everyone. So what we wanted to do this week was just kind of poke a little fun at some of the stats, um, the holiday season from prior years, specifically pre-COVID, and then look at some of the uh, surveys and outlooks that have been published for this year, specifically one from Deloitte that we were looking at, and just kind of have a little bit of fun with it this time around. And like we'd said before, we're taking a couple weeks off for the holidays, so you won't be hearing anything new from us until about January 8th of 2023. Yeah, so uh, enjoy the uh backlog that we've built up over the last year you got 54 episodes and yeah take some time get some rest and yeah we'll be back in the first week after the new year so let's start with some of our favorite christmas activities i like uh the decorating of the christmas tree this year we got our first full-sized artificial christmas tree we had just a little tiny what was it three footer before that we decorated just the two of us before the kids kind of thing and now that we've got the kids, we figured this was time to jump into the full-size artificial retail uh, Christmas tree game. Yeah, not quite ready to go for the full real live tree because we do have a large breed dog. So trying to avoid some extra problems there. So a pre-lit fake one is just right. And when you kind of look at the stats, we're not the only ones. Did you know that there's about $61 million worth of artificial trees brought into Canada every single year? Who thought that the tree business was such big business? I, I'm guessing Canadian Tire, based on how it is in there right now. Yeah, fair enough. And I mean, that's where we got ours. So what are you going to say? But yes, it avoids the, the squirrel problem and the dog trying to chew the tree problem. So if that helps out, that's a good thing as well. But I mean, this is always been a time where people open their pocketbooks and our friends over at Stats Canada love to track these things. We love Stats Canada. We think that there's tons of great information that we source all the time from there. But this time of year, they get a little bit cheeky and we like it. And they compile some stats specific to the season that I think are just a lot of fun. So we wanted to share some of that with you today. So let's start with toys and games. Purchased at large retailers in Canada in December 2017. How many millions of dollars do you think we spent? Uh, 10 billion. <laughs> it feels like that some way, but the actual number was about $607.5 million, which of course is nothing to kind of sniff at. 
Yeah, we're using this uh, 2017 number because it's the uh, the most recent detailed analysis that uh, StatsCan has done. They've kind of uh, dropped the ball the last four years. So their 2018 report actually has a lot of interesting information to kind of show where it is exactly we kind of spend essentially what's what one, two, three months worth of salary on every single Christmas season. Well, and also where the money is going, because they have it broken down by category. So when you're looking at things like computers and networking equipment, things like that, again, purchased just in December, and in this case, it's 2017, because this is the 2018 survey, there's another $464 million spent there. And if you want to upgrade the TV, as many do on Boxing Day and things like that, TV and auto-visual equipment, that clocked in at another $444.7 million. So all these categories, not in isolation, right? This is spending that's total combined across the board. And the numbers just kind of go on and on. So if you're a sporting equipment fan looking for things to do in the great outdoors, or indoors, if that's how you prefer to play your sports, that portion of the industry in that one month in 2017 accounted for 200 and almost $202 million at large retailers in Canada. And books, a favorite category of mine, was over $125 million spent in one month. Yeah, we both published our own books. We're a little partial to this number. And you know why I like it? Because it's actually more than the 122 $0.8 million spent on jewelry and watches. So take that. We like learning and education. I know not all books fall in that category, but um, that's a good thing for Canadians. We're apparently a nation of readers. Yeah. So for that special someone this Christmas, when they open up that present, make sure it's a book and not gold. <laughs> We're sure your spouse will love you and thank you for it. Maybe some of those books were presents that we bought for ourselves, but. Uh, Yes. I'm sure that applies to all the different categories. I'm going to buy you a TV for Christmas this year. How's that sound? Wait a second here. Anyway, we kind of highlighting a lot of this because it shows how dependent a good chunk of our economy can be this time of year on retail spending. So that's the purchasing power of the average Canadian, lower class, middle class, kind of top of the middle class and how these blocks of people that do a large chunk of this spending and like this list we went through, this is just like physical things you can give to someone. This doesn't even cover the extra spending that people will do at food this year. So again, in 2017, in December, getting ready for Christmas, there is $4.9 billion spent on extra foods and Christmas related things in Canada. Like even just the sales of like cookies and snacks at large realtors came in at $651 million. $651 million on cookies for Santa Claus. Don't forget to put out the milk. So we can see how it's these spending habits of really the average Canadian family that can really drive the economy this time of year. Like we talked about how there was $651 million spent in December just on like cookies and confectionery, which was up from $478 million. So there's almost a $200 million increase nationwide just on like cookies and snacks getting ready for Christmas. And then I said this gets multiplied across all areas where people are getting their presents ready, getting their gift cards or whatever they might have you, it really shows this big spike in what's happening in the economy. And now we kind of fast forward back to today. Like I said, these numbers were from 2017, published in 2018, but things are a little bit more complicated and a little bit more interesting right now where you've got 
inflation and economic slowdown. So the big question has really been, is the money still being thrown around freely like it was a few years ago? And and that is kind of the big debate. And that's always been kind of the real big debate with Christmas is balancing out sort of the what is Christmas versus the consumerism, the time with family, with spending money on family. And, and this whole thing, it kind of gets complicated this time of year and it all comes down to our ability to spend money and our willingness to do that because that is sort of the big driver do we spend this money to feed an economy or do we do it to bring joy to our family and that said this year more than others over the last 20 years it's kind of hitting us pretty hard with inflation and stuff going up so it's just the whole santonomics thing can kind of come down to is the money I'm spending actually going to bring enough joy and enjoyment to my family this time of year? Or are people going to change what their habits are? Which kind of spoiler is kind of what we've been finding with doing our research, getting ready for this. Well, yeah, I think coming out of the pandemic, people's behavior really truly has changed. And the things that people value about the holidays have changed too. And Part of that is driven by affordability, what we can actually afford with the inflation. But part of that is driven by a change in priorities as well that I think people have experienced because they had the COVID experience where you really couldn't enjoy Christmas. And I mean, the numbers show that too. For example, we have a report called the 2022 Holiday Retail Outlook from Deloitte. And essentially, it said that Canadians plan to spend an average of $1,520 over the holiday this year. That's down almost 17% from last year, which was $1,841, but 8% higher than 2020. So 2020, as you'll remember, that's when we had gone through the lockdowns and we were very, very limited that year in what we could do, who we could spend Christmas with because of the COVID restrictions. And the numbers reflected that. So there was only $1,405 on average spent by Canadians. And if you think about it categorically, kind of the way that Cameron had presented it, there really is kind of spending on gifts, there's the spending on food, and then there's the spending on activity. But I think one of the biggest challenges this year is that people's outlook going into the holiday season isn't necessarily as optimistic as it usually is this time of year. So the Deloitte report says that almost half of Canadians, that's 48%, expect the economy to be worse in 2023 than it has been this year in 2022. And four in 10, so that's over 41%, have seen their household finances get worse over this past year. And that's part of why the overall holiday spending is dropping. And the projected drop is 17% to, like we said, the $1,520 on average. And the biggest drops categorically were non-electronic gifts, uh, down about 55%, travel down 30%, and non-gift clothing, strange categories I know, down about 27%. Uh, that essentially means there's less Christmas sweaters being sold this time of year. And less ugly Christmas sweater parties to go around. But really... Canadians are seeking connections. They're looking for ways to regain that holiday spirit and are looking for ways not only to make their dollars go farther, but also to have more meaningful Christmas experiences in the place of gifts. And even on the gift card side, I've seen several projections where like buying gift cards is down a lot 
But the one exception seems to be things like restaurants or experiences where people are less willing to get a gift card for like a walk-in store, and they'd rather buy gift cards this year to go somewhere and do something, which is an interesting change, which seems to be happening this year compared to the last few. Well, yeah, and there's more interest this year. I mean, not a huge, it's up about 2% from last year, but 51% of consumers are saying they want to shop in store now. And wise retailers are trying to kind of capitalize on that need for connection just to make people feel warm and welcomed in that environment and you know maybe encourage their staff to give a little holiday spirit on top of the christmas music that we all get to enjoy when we're at the mall i tend to prefer my own christmas music at home then again i'm kind of a weirdo i've got a a nice little collection of like heavy metal and power metal and rock christmas songs i listen to instead they're very confusing but i like them Majestica, Project 86, August Burns Red, Relying K, all that fun stuff. But the point I was trying to make was retailers are trying to take advantage of this shift in sentiment where you're seeing like the Black Friday sale instead of being one day is being two weeks, where I'm already seeing not just advertisements for Boxing Day, but I'm already seeing like Boxing Day prices hitting the stores where, yeah, there's less money being spent, but at the same time, people are more willing to go physically to stores. So we are seeing a lot more sales that are happening a lot more often than you would have like three, four years ago, where, yeah, you would have had like the one day at Black Friday and like a day or two on Boxing Day. Yeah, it seems to be the Christmas month now, right? Where there really is no need to wait or no differentiation for these big blowout deals. It just seems to be that the retailers are trying to get people into their stores, into their establishments. So you're seeing these huge discounts kind of all the way through. And I mean, part of that is that a lot of retailers have some trust to rebuild with inflation and the way things have played out. 76% of shoppers are saying they're expecting prices to be higher this season, and 68% of them are questioning if the retailers are raising the prices more than they need to be. So a little bit of price gouging going on there that people are concerned about, because like we said, there's less money to go around this year. And because of that, people want to feel like they're getting a good deal. And you can see that in the stats too. People are more inclined to comparison shop this year and even more inclined, 72% of them to switch brands to a less expensive brand than their preferred brand if possible. And as far as retailers are concerned, a lot of the loyalty is gone and it's coming down to a race to price. So 70% are saying that not only will they go to the retailer that sells at the lowest price, but 69 of those are also seeking out the sale items. So trying to do Christmas, but trying to do it on a budget. Well, yeah, even things like dollar stores, like we popped into Dollarama a couple days ago, just to get some stuff ready for our kids' Christmas pageant, and it is just absolutely packed in there. It's what you'd used to see in like a Walmart or a Canadian Tire this time of year, but now you're seeing it like Dollarama and places like that. Well, and the stats bear that out too. I mean, Dollarama's had a great last couple years and more and more people are using it as their local shopping. Um, I think you had said to me not too long ago, Cam, that Dollarama had most of their growth last quarter was in food, which is telling as well. And if you kind of look back at the holiday spending on food, this is a huge part of the Christmas budget for people, especially this year where we're kind of feeling like we're reconnecting for the first time in a few years. 
Well, yeah, and the food thing is kind of the big thing right now because of inflation, and it's kind of forcing some people to kind of second guess. Like I found a good article from uh, CBC from a few weeks ago where it talks about how for an average big Christmas dinner, like vegetables are up 11%, potatoes are up 11.4%, poultry is up 6.7%, bread and buns are up 17% on average. And even just the raw stuff to make all that flour is up a staggering 23.1%. And that's even with the massive uh, wheat crop we had this year. And you got things like sugar slash syrup up 12.5%, eggs are up 13.8%. And kind of one of the bigger things of all is we see that butter is up by 20.2%. The uh, dairy industrial complex in Canada has struck again. Well, I love butter, so I'm sure we're a big contributor to that as well. I found it utterly amusing. Oh, no. Hey, I can churn these out until the cows come home. And that's why we're not a dairy farm over here. Overall, 41% of Canadians surveyed were only planning on buying what they needed for the year. Now, what you need will depend widely based on your traditions and what you kind of want to carry on. But I mean, I think that the family meal is such a huge part of what makes Christmas special. And I'm looking back at some of these older numbers, so pre-COVID numbers, and I mean, turkeys. How many turkeys do you think were produced in Canada in 2017? A lot. 20.3 million. So the turkey industry is alive and well. And of course, your turkey's going to need some cranberry topping on there. So there were 138,415 tons of cranberries produced in Canada in 2017. And of course, that's not all for Christmas, but it just goes to show that the special things that we love throughout the year have to be made. And hopefully, a lot of it can be made here since we have such a strong agricultural industry here. But even the other things that are seasonal that we like to enjoy, like eggnog, there were over 5 million liters of commercial sales of eggnog in Canada in December in 2017, and 6.2 million liters of whipping cream that same year in December. So we've kind of thrown a lot of data at you, just that uh, I think kind of enlightens what the season has been in the past before COVID and what it's projected to be this year as well, how it's kind of turning out right now. But I think for me personally, as I'm looking through this year, that connection that people have been missing, that people are talking to, that time with family and the things that bring a sense of normalcy, like baking the gingerbread cookies and setting up the tree and decorating the house and stringing the Christmas lights. I mean, those are all the things that to me bring more joy to the season than the activities. So we've kind of rethought our budget and tried to put more of our spending into activities that we can create memories with that'll bring us enjoyment than we are in just more stuff that's just going to clutter up our house once the season is done. So I think personally, that's been my experience. And I mean, I don't know if other people are feeling the same way. I think they are. That there's just real shift out of materialism. So it's not just that we're watching our budgets more than ever before. It's not just that there's more of a negative outlook for next year. But I think it's also that real desire to feel normal again and to feel that we've enjoyed the things in the holiday season that we've enjoyed in the past with the people that we love the most that maybe we couldn't celebrate with over the last couple of years. 
Yeah, we're not just kind of baking this up too. Like uh, Equifax Canada showed that about 60% of Canadians are kind of following along this line where they're going to spend less on gifts this season. And part of that is just inflation, part of that is debt, but it is sort of that curling back of just the more material side of the Christmas season, which again is depending on how you view Christmas could be good or bad. I'm, I have a theology degree, so I have my opinions, but everyone's different. But I think this year, it, yeah, it's kind of moving to more of the personal connection side, where as opposed to just here's a big box, enjoy opening the box, and then the box gets thrown away or the cat jumps in the box or you forget what you actually got three months down the road. And it's coming back down to people using their money more wisely to have those encounters with family, to have that big meal or activities, and just to kind of be more focused on the memory or meaning or what it is that Christmas is to you. Yeah, so I think it's more about the mindfulness of the dollars, the mindfulness of where the dollars are going, the mindfulness of what will create that joy and what will create that memory. Is it the toy? Um, I mean, for some people, it really is opening that special gift, but then maybe it's one or two special gifts instead of five or six special gifts all sitting under the tree. Yeah, and that gift, like I said, could be a toy, electronic, or the way prices are going, it could just be a box full of butter. Oh my goodness. You know what? I would love that gift. So, <laughs> and so would my son. This podcast is not brought to you by the Dairy Farmers of Canada. Yeah. But really, I guess what we're trying to say is Christmas has always been a very commercial season. Retailers need it. Shareholders love it. But the average person like you and me, I think are in a place in our lives where we're seeking greater meaning and we're seeking greater reason for the season. And to kind of move beyond the familiar, which is just buying a lot of stuff and mindlessly whipping out the credit card and moving towards more intentional spending and more intentional thought around what the holiday is, whether it's a time for family, whether it's a time for gifts or whether it's a time for experiences and food. So I guess we could just kind of leave this at maybe take a few moments as you're making your preparations and wrapping your gifts at the end of the year to kind of look over where the money went and just see which parts of it at the end of the holiday season, when it's all done, brought you the most joy, brought you the most satisfaction. And from prior Christmases, what are the things that you remember with the most fondness? Because those are the things that are going to be meaningful to your family members, to your kids, to the ones you love, to your friends. And those are the ones that are going to stick with you as we get older, as we move through this life and circumstances and faces change. You know, it's, it's the stuff that gives us those warm and fuzzy feelings. So if I'm understanding all this correctly, then what you're saying is that Santanomics is on the decline. The consumer drivenness of presents and a mountain of gifts is starting to pull back and is turning more into the family experience and the actual time of these holidays. And so Santa's on the decline. His, his shares value is going down. He's not going to like that. He's going to start giving more people coal. But although with inflation, coal wouldn't be too bad right now. Well, and I think that that's what's happening this year, but really the years to come are what are going to show us if these changes actually stuck. I mean, it makes sense that we're all seeking connections after COVID and that we're all seeking a meaningful Christmas experience this year, but will we really change for the better in the next two, three, four, five years, 
Or will we kind of go back to our old habits, our old spending patterns, especially when we feel more favorable about job stability or the economic output, things like that, right? So I think maybe Santonomics is more about gauging where we are in the economic cycle and how it affects how we spend and how we share the holiday season. Although I do want to say before we go that I found a very funny stat from our good friends over at Stats Canada that after everyone ate all their Christmas cookies and their turkeys and their eggnog, that there was $35 million spent across Canada in sale of exercise and fitness equipment from large retails in January of the following year. And that's a 2018 stat from our 2017 survey. Yeah, so January is the season of exercise, equipment, gym memberships, and credit card bills. So don't let Christmas be a time that you regret in any way. Fill it with some meaning this year. And I think that's what we're going to strive to do. And even as we talked about taking some time off from the podcast, because we've been doing our best to be diligent every week, even when our life is crazy with our two kids, I think we came to the conclusion that family time and just having a little bit of peace and quiet this holiday is something that we value. And I think that we value more now than we had in the past. So hopefully as times change and we change too, we can incorporate a little bit of that rest and relaxation. And I hope that you can too over this holiday season. So from Cam and I here at It's Personal Finance Canada podcast, I mean, I guess we just want to say have a very merry holiday. Happy Christmas. I think I said that backwards. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. And we just really hope that we can find whatever gives you meaning this holiday season and that you can find a way to experience joy with the people you love over the holiday. But if while you're off, you want to hit us up on Facebook or talk to us over at Braun Financial. We're always willing to continue those conversations. And if not, until the next time, take care. And all the best.